of all levels of difficulty, and it's all done in-house. They are also one of the largest bridal centers in Wyoming, where you can find the perfect ring or design the perfect ring for the best value. Visit Legacy Diamond and Gem at 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan, online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. This is Floyd Whiting, and I wanted to welcome you to Jackalopes Explore, the new video podcast from Sheridan Media. This is unlike any other podcast. We do a deep dive into the jackalope hole on a myriad of topics. UFOs? Yep. Bigfoot? Oh yeah. Local, national, and global politics? You betcha. Social media and conspiracies? Yeah. Join the Jackpack Weekly at SheridanMedia.com, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The following message is presented by Century 21 BHJ, 101 South Main. This is Ken from Northern Wyoming Walleyes. We need Christmas trees to create fish habitat. Please bring your Christmas trees to Sheridan County Fairgrounds. There will be a dump trailer near the kids' fishing pond to put those no longer needed Christmas trees in. No tinsel or decorations, please. For info, call 307-751-4047 and happy holidays. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Happy Monday. Drive slow and safe, folks. If you have yet to leave for the day, the roads are slick. I slid a little bit pulling into our parking lot out here. So just make sure that you're driving nice and slow. We don't need too many fender benders out there. Joining me this cold Monday morning is Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce Program Development Director, Teresa Dedimore, and Marketing and Communications Director, Jody Hartley. Good morning, ladies, and Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Uh, uh, Teresa, can you pull that microphone just a little closer to you? I'm so loud, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can hear me. <laughs> now, I hear uh, congratulations are in order, Jody. Silly. <laughs> it's awesome. We're so lucky to have her. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Teresa, Teresa, why are we congratulating Jody this morning? She's been at the chamber for seven years. Seven tomorrow. years. That's fantastic. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. Thank you. It's a milestone. I love it. Yeah. So it's been super fast, super fun. <laughs> what, what What is it about the job that really keeps you there? Is it the interactions? Is it being able to, I mean, everybody wants a job that kind of gets them out. Mm-hmm. Does your job really get you out talking to business? Oh, owners? yeah. I mean, I've met so many people through this position. Um, obviously, we have an amazing, wonderful community. So it's, you know, a blessing every day to be able to promote our community and work on programs and um, things that continue to help strengthen our community. So get the best of both worlds there um, with lots of interaction um, and meeting all kinds of interesting people and being able to help the community at the same time. I mean, I like to type the news, don't get me wrong, (laughs) but it's being able to sit in here and speak with folks that really appeals me to this job being able to sit and talk with friends and and get to know the community a lot better and all the great work that's actually going on that a lot of people don't know what's happening behind the curtain. And so it's great to have you here, and congratulations on seven years, my friend. Here's to seven more. 
Thank you. Now, did you stay home for New Year's or did you go out? I stayed home. You stayed home? I stayed home too. <laughs> Teresa? I, I stayed home with my 10-year-old. We stayed up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys made it to midnight. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, we barely did. I yep. think the, the clock struck midnight. We kissed each other, rolled over, went to sleep. That was it. Like, Happy New Year. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Just barely being able to make it. Now, uh, I'm, I'm asking everybody different questions as we roll into the 2024 year. And I, I, I won't make this a long thing, but is there one hobby or activity that you would like to begin or get better at in 2024? I want to try fly fishing. Fly fishing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I've never done it, and I've always wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trevor loved it. He yeah. loved going out there, and he said it was just moments of peace uh you know and and boy he'd wade through just about anything to get to a good fishing hole. right <laughs> jody how about you i'd like to be get, getting back to reading more books yeah i spend a lot of time on my phone and i think it would be much better to read some books <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic yeah we spend all day reading mm-hmm. uh i know i watch a lot of videos but i do a lot of reading on my phone because I, I i kind of chastised myself not too long ago i need to read more then I realized, man, I am always reading on that phone. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you on that. Yeah. Pick up a book now and then and just sit down and read for fun. Right. That's something I think a lot of people aren't doing mm-hmm. that we used to do. Right. Reading for fun. Well, those are two great answers. Now let's talk about the Chamber Lunch Program, the first Chamber Lunch Program of 2024. What's it going to look like? This is going to be our annual report. So we have all sorts of fun statistics to show. It's going to be at the Best Western on this Wednesday. It'll be $25 now this year um, to come to the program. We still have a few spots left. I mean, we are close to full. So if you want to come, you better get registered quickly. Now, is uh, is the deadline today or tomorrow? Today by 4. Today by 4 p.m. Make sure that you've got your name on that list if you want to get in there. Uh, who are we going to have speaking and uh, what are we going to eat we're going to eat good food because it's Killies, and so it's always good. <laughs> They're going to have ham and potatoes and all sorts of fun stuff for us for lunch. But um, Dixie will be presenting the majority of it. We do have a new board president. That's Jen Krauss this year. So Rosemary Garber, who is our past president, will be turning over the torch, so to speak, and Jen will be stepping up, and you'll hear a little bit from Jen as well. So this is kind of the traditional first chamber lunch mm-hmm. program of the year. We're going to get a big heads up. Uh Will there be a review of everything that uh, the chamber accomplished last year? Yeah, Dixie will go through a review of what we've done, where we're headed, what's coming up. So a lot of good information. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Do we have a total for chamber bucks for 2023? We do. And we'll tell you on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep it a secret for now. Good things come to those who wait. My mom told me all the time. (laughs) How uh, How much did we give out last year? Oh, let me double check. 168360 Wow. That's an incredible amount yeah. of money. Yeah, and it's local. It all stays local. It goes to our local businesses. So that's awesome. Now, it's been kind of growing each year. I We had a, just a banger year. Uh, was it the COVID years that we had, like a big, big number? Yeah, we did the Pledge Local Challenge that year during 2020 to help the businesses. Um, so we had... I think $239,000 worth of chamber bucks that year. My gosh, yeah. Well, and that's a lot of people coming together to help the businesses in their community, knowing that 
you know, COVID was just a punch in the gut to so many people. Mm -hmm. So, but of course I did expect it to kind of fall off uh, into the next year, but I am kind of anticipating what that number is going to look like this year. All right. Now, one more time. When do I have to have my name in? Today by four. Today by 4 p.m. Yes. Now, and if, I'm going to throw out there this morning when we got to work, the link wasn't working. They're working on that right now. So if you try to register online, it doesn't work. Just call the office. Okay. <laughs> we can do it on our end, but there was something with our system that wasn't working. Hopefully it's done by the time Jordan and I get back. <laughs> yes. Okay, fantastic. So it's getting worked on, but yeah. the best thing to do as of right now that we know of, give the chamber a call. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. The next business after hours, what is that going to look like? That is going to be at Arette and Altitude Home Mortgage. So that is, um, that's going to be a really fun one because they're both doing ribbon cuttings that day too. So we'll have a bunch of ambassadors there, good food. They're going to, they're always fun to go visit. So come on out for that one. What time does that start? Five to seven. Five to seven. You can head out there. January 17th. Yep. Do a lot of networking. And while we're talking about it, let's talk about the next business before hours as well. Yep. Those are going to be starting soon. We'll have that schedule come out and that's another great way to network. That's in the morning. So it works better for some people because nights are filled up with kids sports. As Jody and I know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> we're always juggling. So those morning events are awesome too, 7.30 to 9. And those will be starting soon. We'll have the schedule out here probably this week. We'll send that out. It's mm-hmm. a good way to kick off the day too. Yeah, uh, my I had a father-in-law who would meet with a bunch of business owners every morning at a donut shop in Baker City. And that's just how he started right. his morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They'd all meet down there, have donuts, coffee, before kicking off kind of mm-hmm. downtown for the day. Right. And uh, touching base with each other, which mm-hmm. I think is excellent. Now, um, I was going to save this for the second half, but we've got time. Let's talk about Leadership Sheridan County is going to welcome its 30th class this year. Yes, that's been an amazing program. And the changes that we've had coming down through it and how it's grown, um, you, you know, just throughout the years. And so I'm like, I'll be with the chamber 15 years here in April. So I've been through a lot of these wow, classes. Really? She's the and, one who um, needs the no. kudos. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of neat with that program because I've seen, been there for about half of it to see the changes and it's just come a long way and it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. What would you say was, is the most significant change that you have witnessed over the years pertaining to leadership Sheridan County? Most significant is probably adding in the leadership curriculum. So we started in with just using some John Maxwell, if you've probably done some of those. And mm-hmm. We realized quickly that, you know, as everything else, Sheridan is unique. We needed our own unique curriculum, so we had one built for the program. And we have uh, Pete Consulting deliver that for us. They are um, our contract for that. And so it's been awesome to see that program get built and come through and just how it affects people. So. Now, Teresa, for those individuals out there who have no idea what the heck we're talking about, what do they really learn in this course? Um, Because, you know, you might see it over your shoulder, see it in the newspaper. We tend to make kind of a big deal about it because we understand what's going on. What what does the class really teach somebody? So with the leadership curriculum, they'll go through everything from trust to hard conversations to even your own time management but it's not just learning from one person in the room. You have 22 people in this class, and so you learn a lot from each other. And they share tips. They share tricks. You network. You get to know these people. I mean, when you leave, you have friends. Mm-hmm. You have people you can call and say, I need an opinion on this. So the networking piece is a huge part, too. Um, 
I went through in 2010 and I still have people that I call and talk to about different things just because we have that much. You're with them for almost a year. So you really get to know these people. Um, and then we go through town. And so you get to learn about Sheridan County. And it's amazing to me. You know, we have people who were born and raised here who mm-hmm. go through the program and say, I never knew that he was even here. Yeah. You know, different programs that we have. And so we try to teach them as much as we can about the community so they can go out and get involved. Like we're getting them the base, you know, leadership isn't just for work. It's also for your personal life. And so get out there, get on a board, get involved with something you're passionate about, you know, and just try to drive that home. Like this community is built by us. So get involved with it. I mean, there's really a reason why there's so many applications into this program every year. Um, This program really offers a sense of the county, the city and organizations uh, that are not available anywhere else. You just kind of really learn how everything clicks together and works to move it all down the road, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We even take them down to Cheyenne so they can go see our legislators at work, see what they do, and understand how that comes back to our county. So, And I think that's fantastic. Uh, I think, you know, programs like this that really kind of pull the curtain back and show you this is how it all gets done. Uh, everything from just how our economy keeps clicking along to how laws are made mm-hmm. and and how, what you can do to support that mm-hmm. and uh, support something that you may find mm-hmm. that you really believe in and are passionate about. It really opens up a lot of doors. And I like that you talked about the networking because, you know, I haven't attended leadership uh, Sheridan County. I haven't attended leadership uh, classes anywhere outside of my time in the military Mm -hmm. and I still call guys that I went to PLDC with all the way back in 2005 Mm -hmm. Yep, we're still friends and that wasn't even a year that was two weeks together and I'm still going hey guys how you doing uh how's life and they're all out there doing their leadership thing which is fantastic. All right, I got to take a quick commercial break. I'm going to have more with the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce when we return. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Federal Bank and Trust presents the return of Dining for a Cause at Smith Alley Brewing on Monday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our goal is to support local restaurants and nonprofits. On January 22nd, help us support the incredible work of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. First Federal will match the restaurant's proceeds from that day up to $10,000. Dining for a Cause, Monday, January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing, with proceeds benefiting Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Dining for a Cause, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust. Once again, the Wild Theater's Classic Western Film Festival takes you back to the days when, if you work for the man, you rode for his brand. Every Sunday in January, the Wild will feature an iconic Western film introduced by a local luminary. This Sunday, author Craig Johnson of Longmire fame hosts Blood on the Moon, starring Robert Mitchum as a down-and-out drifter hired to help mediate a cattle dispute. But in reality, it's a swindle involving the local Indian agent and the big cattle outfits. The cowboy has to choose between his old saddle partner or what he knows in his code of the West heart is the right thing to do. Join us this Sunday, 2 p.m. at the Wild Theater for our classic Western matinee on the big screen the way they were intended to be seen. Free popcorn and great door prizes. Sponsored by Jeff Ware and Carmel Timmons, Tracy and Elizabeth Swanson, Isley Family Foundation, Kathy McNichol, Christine Gimp Love Foundation, 
Truebilt Builders, Stephanie's Purpose, Gene and Vicki Sterling, Jim and Angie Navarro, and O.W. Land and Cattle Company. Hi, this is Kitty Merrill at Buffalo Realty, introducing 152 Highway 16 East in Buffalo. This 36-acre parcel adjacent to the city limits, it offers mountain views and a beautiful creek runs the entire length of the east edge of the property. Perfect for whatever you can imagine, development of residential homes, multifamily, and commercial. There are no covenants. Location is amazing and possibilities are endless. Call me, Kitty Merrill, at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. This public service announcement sponsored by Pilch Engineering, providing residential and commercial subdivision design services. The Sheridan Civic Theater Guild will have auditions for its upcoming production of Waiting for Godot at the Carriage House Theater at 419 Delphi. Auditions will be held January 8th and 9th at 6 p.m. Performances will run March 7th through 10th and March 14th through 17th. See the Civic Theater Guild's Facebook page for more details. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting and this morning I'm speaking with Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce Marketing and Communications Director Jody Hartley and Program Development Director Teresa Dedimore. Now, in the first part of the show, we talked about the upcoming Chamber Lunch Program as well as the business before and after hours. If you missed it, you can review this program in its entirety on SheridanMedia.com. This afternoon, if you would like to take part in that chamber lunch program, big heads up. You got to have your name in by 4 p.m. today. And this is going to be one of the the chamber lunch programs where the chamber is going to review the 2023 year for you and everything that they accomplished that year to include how much in chamber bucks was actually (laughs) sold out this year. Now, uh, one thing that we also talked about was leadership shared in county. It's going to be welcoming its 30th class this year. Now, another thing that's actually going to be kicking off soon, lunchtime conversations about open spaces. When's this going to be happening? That starts January 23rd, um, 12 o'clock noon. So bring your lunch and at Luminous Brew House. Now, Jody, what what is this program? There might be some folks out there who are just, you know, ready to jump out of their seat right now and run to this thing because right. it, it is one of the well-attended programs. It A lot is. of people like talking about this. Mm-hmm. What are they talking about? So this is our fourth year of doing these. We actually started them in 2020 um, and had two very successful sessions and then COVID hit. Um, so we were able to bring those back and they're just talking about, you know, everything outdoor. How do we keep our open spaces open? Um What's the best use of our land? Um, what are issues or topics we need to be looking at to keep Wyoming the way it is? Um, so they have been really successful. Um, the first couple years we've had some panelists come in um, just to kind of kick off the conversation and talk about their different areas. Um, but these are really um, now focused on the general audience coming in and, and talking about certain topics and small groups and then sharing the information. So it's very interactive. Um, and we really encourage folks to come in, give their comments, feedback, ask questions. You know, there's, there's certain topics where I think in my, in my youth, I wasn't overly interested in, I had no investment, you know, and it's always, it's always difficult to try and get, uh, 
interested in something you have no either personal investment in or that just don't seem to really click an interest. Mm-hmm. But as I get older, water and land, mm-hmm. those are two things that as I've gotten older, I've started to kind of realize these are the super important issues that I wasn't paying attention to in my youth. And maybe it was because, you know, I didn't have an investment in it. I didn't have cattle to worry about water. I didn't own any land. And and two of those things I still don't have. But I'm starting to learn that these land issues affect all of us. Right. What we've got going on down in Rock Springs right now with the BLM mm-hmm. and uh, the differences that they're having with our own governor on who gets to decide how we use that. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, it's pretty incredible once you really deep dive into that. And realize you can affect this by leaving comments on the BLM website. And then we've also got the Wyoming Land Initiative dealing with uh, land that's been seized up, I think, since the 70s that nobody can use. Nobody can do anything on it. This is our land. And yet there's influx from the federal government on how we have to take care of it. So I think attending these lunchtime conversations about open spaces deals with things like this. I'm not saying that this is going to be the topic of conversations. Maybe it will one day, but on the 23rd, 12 noon, be down there. Now, do we bring our lunch or is lunch going to be served? So you'll bring your lunch along You can stop at any of our local restaurants and grab something, and bring it on over. Now, uh, what is the conversation this time? Do we have a topic? Yes. So this um, month's topic is outdoor recreation. Um, So that'll be the first one that they're looking at. And then we have additional um, conversations scheduled for February 27th, March 19th, and April 23rd. And being from the Chamber of Commerce, uh, you ladies know quite well, recreation brings in a lot of money Mm -hmm. to our local economy every year. Right. Um, you know, those trails, I've, I, I know people who come down here every year and they come partly so that they can walk around those trails, mm-hmm. getting out of the city and enjoying the outdoors, the open spaces. That's right. <laughs> All right. Now, the 25th Annual Chamber Awards of Excellence. When's this going to take place? That will be Wednesday, February 28th at 5 p.m. And I imagine, uh, I think I actually spoke with Dixie about this. Uh, Voting is long over. Yes. The names are out there. You're probably not going to tell them to me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well done. But we can reserve you a spot. (laughs) I'm sure sure the media will be there for this one. Now, 25 years of this. uh, uh, Teresa, you've been down at the chamber for, what did you say, 15, almost 15 years. Uh, uh, how big of a deal is this to everybody around town? It's huge. It's cool. I mean, these are our locals who are doing some really amazing things, and we get to, you know, celebrate that yeah. with everybody in the community, which is great. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. Bobby was before even she worked for the chamber, he used to say, this is the chamber lunch that's all the feels. And it really is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, these guys are awesome. You're yeah. so inspired when you leave. Again, it's one of those situations, the curtain's kind of peeled back, isn't it? Because a lot of people... Uh, uh, do things without promoting it. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. your colleagues and fellow business owners in the chamber have noticed, and those are the people that we really like to recognize, isn't it? Right. And so I think that's fantastic. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, 
Let's talk about chamber committees as we go into the 2024 year. How many openings are there? Well, that depends on what you're... So each of our committees are run a little bit differently. The ambassadors is the one that has an actual application that you have to go through. Correct. Um, and then leadership shared in county, that one's different because you do have to be a graduate of the program in order to be on that steering committee. But um, the rest you can join if that's of interest to you. So government affairs, if you're interested in it, you are welcome to come join that committee if you're a chamber member. Now, when it comes to being on a board or a committee, there's something I always like to try and put out there into the zeitgeist, and that is be a committed member. Uh, be present. Um, you don't want to join a board and not be there for the meetings. Don't take up a slot if you can't commit this kind of time. What are the time commitments that people are looking at here, Teresa? Well, I think that's going to vary by committee. Um, and Jordy could talk more about ambassadors and what that time commitment is. You know, leadership shared in county with a monthly meeting. There's planning sessions. There's, you know, for sure once a month, one hour is the meeting. But then there's the planning sessions, which normally run two a year, about two hours. There's helping with modules, different things like that. You know, government affairs is about once a month. But then again, they help with the candidate forums and legislative forum, things like that. So there's some volunteer opportunities as well. Um, that would be some extra time. Again, actual resources, you know, same thing where you've got your committee meeting, but then you have lunchtime conversations and yeah. <laughs> different programs like that. So I, they do great work, and we couldn't do the things we do without them, no. um, especially ambassadors. And Yes, the ambassadors yeah. put a ton of time, energy, and commitment into volunteering for the chamber. And we absolutely could not do what we do without them. And those are the folks in those spiffy red coats, yes, isn't it? Yes, the red coats. <laughs> and they're amazing people. We have people from all different types of industries, um, nonprofit organizations. And it's just, it's a really fun way, a great networking opportunity, not only to get to know your fellow ambassadors, but also you're meeting all these new businesses, new owners. You're helping celebrate milestones for businesses. Um, so it's really a fantastic opportunity. Business partnerships have been made this way. Uh, joining a committee, finding a like-minded individual. Maybe you find someone on the Government Affairs Committee where you're like, wow, you and I, we are eye to eye on this. <laughs> uh, but because that's what it is. You get involved in something that you're interested and passionate about. And it doesn't feel like, oh, well, I got to go to a committee meeting tonight. It's I get to go to a committee meeting tonight. Uh, so make sure that it's something that you really feel passionate about. Is there any prerequisites to this? Do I have to be a chamber member? You do. You have to be a chamber member for all of our committees. Um, as Teresa mentioned, with ambassadors, we um, limit that to 36 ambassadors at any one time. So we do have um, people apply for that as well and meet with our membership committee. Um, so when we have spaces available, you know, we reach out to anybody who's expressed interest um, and with the steering committee, you also have to have been through the program. But as far as the others, as long as you're a member and you have that interest, we would welcome your your input and your attendance. So folks don't know, how do I join one of these committees? What's the Who do I have to contact? So you can contact any of us. Um, if you have questions about each committee, we can connect you with the staff liaison for that committee. Um and it's also just finding out what your interest is. interest is. If you're interested in agriculture, outdoor recreation, um, the open spaces, um, you can call call and talk with uh, Karen because she's the staff person, and then she would add you to the the list and let you know when the meetings are happening and 
all the different things that go on with that committee. So it's very simple. Just give us a call. Let us know you're interested. Ask us any questions you might have. So there you go, folks. Another opportunity that you have to help shape and influence our community. Jody, Teresa, I want to thank you both so much for coming in and speaking with me this morning. It is always a pleasure, my friends. (laughs) Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for having us. All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with the Wild Performing Arts and Education Center on their Creative Aging Series. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust presents the return of Dining for a Cause at Smith Alley Brewing on Monday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our goal is to support local restaurants and nonprofits. On January 22nd, help us support the incredible work of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. First Federal will match the restaurant's proceeds from that day up to $10,000. Dining for a Cause, Monday, January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing, with proceeds benefiting Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Dining for a Cause, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. Download the McDonald's app, join My McDonald's Rewards to get your free large fries with a $1 minimum purchase. Plus, when you join My McDonald's Rewards, you start earning points on every eligible order. Points you can put towards more free food. Just order, relax, and enjoy. Go to the Google Play or Apple App Store, download the McDonald's mobile app, and start saving. Download it now. From our family to yours, thank you for supporting our small business in 2023. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT Kraft from EBA Hearing and Sound. And we want to wish you a very happy new year. Our hope for you and your family is that 2024 is full of laughter and a renewed connection to those who mean the most to you. With the addition of our new doctor of audiology, Addison Dempsey, we look forward to helping you with the most comprehensive hearing care. Hi, I'm Dr. Addison Dempsey, and I'm so happy to be back home and working at EBA Hearing and Sound. I was born and raised here in Sheridan and my husband and I are so excited to have the opportunity to raise our little girl in such an amazing community. I am able to evaluate your hearing, program hearing aids from a variety of manufacturers, and as a doctor of audiology, I am able to officially evaluate and diagnose auditory processing disorder for all ages. I also have special training from the American Institute of Balance for vestibular assessments. Help us welcome Addison back home and to the EBA Hearing family. EBA Hearing and Sound, 1273 Coffee Avenue, 674-8920. That's 674- 8920. So my New Year's resolution is to never take a sleeping pill and a laxative on the same night again. Your resolution should be to get that broke down 4 before side by side that you're never going to ride again out of the backyard. Handles will come and take a look at it, make you an offer, and if you take them up on it, Handles will come out and get that old girl out of your yard and out of your hair. Have a safe and happy new year from Handles Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive or on the web at handlesservicecenter.com. Fox Sports Radio is back in Sheridan all day long, every single day. Tune into the best sports lineup in the nation every single day on Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM. The best sporting lineup in the nation all day, every day, 24-7. Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM and online at SheridanMedia.com. We are Fox Sports! 
Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by Grace Kennan Wallace and Aaron Odom from the Wyoming Performing Arts and Education Center. Good morning and Happy New Year, my friends. Good morning. Grace, can you pull that microphone just a little closer to Thank you so much. It's good. Now, did you stay out? Or, excuse me, stay in or go out for the 2024 year? I, I actually had to be a DD for somebody, so I sat in the corner and watched everybody else have a good time. But that that is admirable, my friend. Absolutely admirable. Hopefully you got, like, a breakfast the next morning or something. Uh, not really. It was fine. <laughs> Pat on the back, anything. Uh, no, no. I got other... Uh, you know, I well, got rewarded in other ways. DD is yeah. uh, fantastic, and that's that's you know I'm dry now, so that's pretty much exactly <laughs> the role that I've played. And it's I, it doesn't bother me at all to go out and pick somebody up. I mean, Absolutely. stay safe. Yeah, Grace, that's great. Well, I was with my a whole houseful of nephews, and <laughs> oh, so boy. it was like a kid New Year's, and we went home, and my ten year old stepdaughter Sonia really wanted to stay up till New Year's till midnight, so we did that, and we. Ate a bunch of grapes, which is a, a good luck tradition for us. So. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we had uh, we, we got to go back to Minnesota see my nephews and uh, like I've always told people, you know, uh, little boys, and this is a a, a a good thing. They are mud puddles with voices. Uh, they, you know, <laughs> they're dirty. They're fun. They like to play around. Go get into adventure. Here, check so. out how smelly this is. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> this stinks. Smell it. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Now, is there one hobby or activity that you would like to either begin or become more proficient at mm-hmm. in 2024? Aaron, I'll start with you. Oh, my word. Well, mm-hmm. I guess I have something of a hobby that I've been hoping will flourish a little bit more. I do have a theater history podcast that... You know, it's in its third year running now, and it's been just a a fun project, but it's starting to get some really interesting uh, growth. I'm having publicists find me who are directing authors to be on the show, and and I don't know. I just I I just haven't found that market where it's just going to explode, and now everybody's listening to it. I mean, it's a very niche thing, theater history, but it's like it's not that. It's it's more funny stories from history. They just all happen to be about. Yeah, yeah. So and hopefully I can make that great. great. Yeah. yeah. Grace. Oh, well, I was overcome with this uh, sudden desire to learn how to um, embroider. I don't know why, <laughs> but, you know, you're asking me that question. And, yeah, I suddenly just want to learn how to do that. That's a great one. <laughs> Get ready for this. I want a quilt. Oh. Ooh, okay, okay. And okay, yeah. I know that's kind of, you know. A little left field for a 43-year-old <laughs> guy. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I love, I've always been fascinated by sewing, cool. and quilt, and tailoring, and I've just never thought it was a reality. Mm-hmm. I hear it's always fun to start with the, that old t-shirt drawer. I'm telling you. And, and so my <laughs> wife, my wife is actually encouraged. She's like, you know, if this is something you always wanted to do, let's just, just do awesome. it. Just yeah. step up and do it. Absolutely. So I'm taking the plunge and... Uh, <laughs> Wilting plunge. Getting me a new thimble for the year. <laughs> That's great. Now, let's talk about this creative aging grant that the center has received. What is this? Yeah, so the Wyoming Arts Council has offered funding, um, or rather they were offering funding last fall that you could apply for grants for creative aging programming. And so 
we were fortunate at the Wild Performing Arts and Education Center to receive some of that grant funding. Um, and in the past, we have partnered with the Hub on Smith to offer some creative aging classes. And to get more into detail about that, those classes are offered for people who are uh, 60 and up. And they the goal of these classes are to give people the opportunity to build real skills in an artistic medium as well as uh, builds social relationships and bonds through that activity. And so we've done that for the last couple of years. We've offered some different classes. Um, and this year we were really excited to receive some funding. Uh, we, in addition to things like we were able to support Pat Tomsevic, who directs the Young at Heart players in their melodramas every fall. They put on the shame of Tombstone at the Hub, which is really fun this last fall. Um, but we also had this opportunity to partner with Aaron and reach out to Aaron Odom and, and, and ask him what he might be interested in doing. So this is a new opportunity for us. And I love it because this is one of like what we were just talking about, isn't it? It's, it's, you think you get too old to do something new, but that is not the reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no. Um, we, yeah, you know, I also represent the Civic Theater Guild here, and we recently lost Steve Baskin this last year. Oh. Um, great guy, did a lot of stuff in the community, especially in theater, and he was a drummer, played in a lot of bands and, and orchestras for musicals. Uh, at the Carriage House, we wanted to uh, commemorate him. and We just were in the process of creating a, a scholarship in his name, um, but we found out in talking with his widow, Cindy Georgian, that he didn't really flourish in either music or theater until he moved out to Sheridan from Pennsylvania. <laughs> how old was he when he did that or around? Uh, how? Uh, I think he was in his uh, late thirties. Oh, um, wow. and, and yeah, he, he, he uh, Cindy was directing some show and she just needed somebody to be on stage for auditions, reading lines. And so he was just, you know, a body on stage to respond to people who are auditioning. He came home that night and he went, I loved this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, cool. yeah, I mean, you never know when you're, where you're going to find yourself and what you're going to find yourself doing. So yeah. Uh, Grace came to me with this idea of how do we engage seniors a little bit more in theater? And this is kind of what I came up with. What what is what you came up with? What I Let's came say. up with. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a, a weekly eight-week course on how, on just basically the fundamentals of how to direct a play. Now, that sounds daunting, I'm sure. <laughs> because, you well, know. Well, they always say the director is the busiest individual oh, there, right? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But at the same time, there is a lot of freedom in directing and a lot of, I mean, really, when you break it down, Grace and I have directed a number of things on our own. And when you break it down, it's all just about telling the story. So really, you only need the necessary elements to tell the story. You know, some people will get really thick in the weeds and go, I need a set that's just absolutely gorgeous and, and beautiful. Mm -hmm. But if it's not serving the story, then you're going overboard with something. So really, that's kind of the crux of it. Um, at the Civic Theater Guild, we're getting ready to direct... Waiting for Godot. And uh, uh, auditions are tonight and tomorrow if anybody wants to come. But um, the, what Samuel Beckett gives you as here's your set is a country road. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at certain times, you know, you'll have a character that says he sits on the mound. And you're like, oh, oh I guess there's a mound. And if, okay, I guess that's it. But that's all. 
So when I had an early discussion with uh, the director, Jordan Davis, uh, he was like, am I responsible for the set? I'm like, you need nothing. (laughs) 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 But uh, uh, at the same time, you know, there are... um, there are things you might need in a play. Uh, the play we're going to focus on is uh, Susan Glassbell's Trifles. Uh, it's, I want to say it was written in like 1913, and it's kind of a little bit of a murder mystery mm-hmm. um, where these uh, two, um, oh, one's a farmer's wife, one's a, a sheriff's wife. They basically kind of figure out with little clues that they see around the house uh, what might have conspired in the house that led to murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you'll need necessary things in that, but, you know, it's it's more like, do we have to be 1,000% historically accurate? Maybe that's your choice as the director. Maybe not. It does say you have a rocking chair in the corner. Well, does it have to be one that was specifically from this time period? Maybe that's your call. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's it is really kind of a fun medium to be like, well, we could just kind of mess around and find out, you know? <laughs> and and with the class, is that kind of going to be the approach? We go forward with this and we're just like, okay, so let's, let's play quite a bit mm-hmm. or is, or have you set out like, okay, I want to cover this, this day, that, this day, like a curriculum. Yeah. In a way, yes. In a way, yes. But also this, this is a lot of fun in that, Directing allows people to find their own individual voice when they're telling a story. You know, you could have two different people read a Dr. Seuss book, and it's going to sound completely different either way because of the person telling the story. So this really is about allowing people to find kind of the confidence in themselves that their voice is worth hearing and that they have something interesting to say. How long will this course actually be going for? So what? We said like an hour and a half mm-hmm. on Monday evenings uh, in all the weeks of February and March of this yeah. year. So two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What does that amount to? About eight classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, eight and classes at about an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And no cost is what I'm understanding. Correct. That's what the grants were. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. So Grace, if someone out there is like, you know what? I'm going to take the plunge. I'm going to do something new yes. in 2024. Yeah. What do they need to do? Well, we do have a way to sign up on our website. So if you go to yotheater.com, you will uh, find the directing classes there. You can click on it and register online. If anybody doesn't like going online or can't find that, please call the YO Theater um, or email me at gcannon at yotheater.com. I can be reached any of those ways. We can get people signed up. And this is a creative aging class, so it is for people, it is aimed at people 60 and up. But if there's anyone out there who's interested in learning more about how to direct and wanting to get involved, this is also really about getting people involved who are curious about directing. So, Now, when it comes to the creative aging classes, are there going to be more throughout the year or is this? Yeah, we, we are. Um, so I don't have all of the details totally solidified yet. But we do intend to continue our partnership with the Hub on Smith for a couple more creative aging classes a little bit later in the springtime. And what we're going to try to do is uh, engage some of the classes we've done previously, so poetry and with the potential of a dance class as well, um, to see if we can get some returning people who can bring some friends who might be interested in those, those topics. So you can actually 
if I took it last year, I can still retake Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. Because uh, you never know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, that's one thing, you know, reread the same book, and all yeah. of a sudden you fall in love all over again. Absolutely. In the arts, you know, there's often the opportunity to just continue your own growth and your own journey. So it does, it's not about point A to point B necessarily. It's about these are skills that you can continue to build. So even if you're repeating a, uh, a dance class, well, maybe you're you're more flexible now, or you're you know you're continuing to grow in your own in your own way. Plus, it gives you a great opportunity to practice that skill over and over. So, like yeah. if at the poetry class, uh, if you fell in love with yeah. with your poetry and or or someone else's poetry, being able to go there and listen to yeah. all that great poetry, uh, especially from local people, yeah. friends, and maybe even family. You can return to that class yeah, and get more of that and give more of that. Absolutely. And just hone that skill. Yeah. Well, I've read it time and time again, uh, you know, people who will write books on the arts and everything. They're like, just keep learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep going. You know, even if you take the same class over and over again, you might see something in a new perspective the next time you take it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's the same lesson, it might be the same materials, but yeah. that's where that light bulb moment might come. And it, it's fun to see those epiphanies, <laughs> especially when you're the instructor and you just see that realization, <laughs> you know, like that you can do that. Yep. You actually can do that. <laughs> well, this might be an extreme example, but Picasso got bored <laughs> with the way that people were painting the world. Mm-hmm. He didn't get bored with painting. No. Loved that. Mm-hmm. But he got bored with the way it was being done. Yeah. And so to think that, you know, if, if, if he would have just sat back and said, well, I don't like this style anymore, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to call it quits. Did I've learned everything, everything I can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we would have been lost. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think that's always uh, a good thing. You know, what is the most popular creative aging class to your memory, Grace, that has been held so far? And I guess I would go off of attendance. Yeah. With that. Well, that's an interesting question um, because that's not a bad idea. You know, that's that would be how you would typically think about it. What's the, the highest number we had the first year that we ran these? We had about 10 people, both in the dance class and the storytelling class that we ran. But I'll just say last year we ran a poetry class with uh, Tyler Julian and it was half of that. It was like five participants, but they were so deeply involved in that class and so loved what they did that I would say, you know, the popularity of that was still really high, even though it was fewer people, but we do hope to up the numbers. So we're always looking for what are people interested in learning and, and bringing new opportunities out there. So, and if, as long as it's got something to do with the performing arts, the, the regular arts, Uh I guess I could call them, uh, (laughs) visuals, Aaron's got my back, the visual arts or performing arts, they can give you a call and say, Hey, are you guys willing to do a creative aging class on X, Y, Z? Absolutely. And I will just say, I know that the Sheridan Fulmer Public Library is running some creative aging classes as well, and they tend to have visual arts. And so there are other opportunities. And like the hub is going to have um, some creative aging funding for their hubcaps and, and the lug nuts and that music program. So there are different types of creative aging opportunities in the community if you're looking for a different kind of art. And we do kind of try to specialize in the performing arts, but Please, we're always open to ideas and, and feedback. 
See, that's amazing. There's a lot of these creative aging classes going on. It's not yeah. just with the YO. It's not just at the hub. It's all kind of all over the place. Yeah. The Fulmer, uh, and I think those are the big three right yeah. there. But I imagine there's probably also other opportunities in other areas. If you want to go into acting, the yep. Civic Theater Guild yes. is an excellent opportunity Absolutely. to take a step through mm-hmm. and say, you know what? I want to give this a shot. Aaron, do you get a lot of first-timers that come into the Theater Guild? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. People who, um, you know, they they might have thought about it years ago and just never really done it. And then they show up Mm -hmm. and they they thrive. They absolutely thrive. They take that dive and all of a sudden they're swimming. And the thing is, like, a lot of people are like, oh, I could never get on stage. It's it's terrifying. And, And, you know... The thing is, it's such a great place to go and screw up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, that's because yeah. yeah. everybody there. Like I've, I've, it's been a rare circumstance that in a community theater setting, I've seen people be really difficult. You know, like be very impatient with people. It doesn't happen. Everybody's kind of on the same level playing field, and they're all like, you know, we're not professionals. We're just here trying to make sure that theater is still happening in our community. We want to have it happen. So, you know, they're pretty accepting. They're pretty accepting. Yes, there is the line learning and all that stuff. And I promise (laughs) you it's not as daunting as it sounds. But theater is a great way to just sow your uh, artistic oats. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And as you said, you know, a lot of times that apprehension will prevent you from doing something. Oh, yeah. That once you actually do it, oh, that ain't that bad. Yeah, no. like I could do this. <laughs> yeah. What hap- what happens if you say yes? Just go do it. And you know, there's there's a Buddhist practice where it's what happens if you screw up. Okay, so sit and think about that. What happens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the worst what are the stakes, that can? Actually? What are the stakes? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. You know, uh, nothing to fear. Right. But fear itself. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go over one more time how I get in on this new director class if I want to learn more about directing my own play. Absolutely. So if you want to learn how to direct a play with Aaron Odom, you can do so by signing up at yotheater.com. The class runs uh, February through March on Monday evenings for an hour and a half at the YO. So please go to the website or give me a call at the YO Theater. And if you're interested in something else and you're not seeing it around, it's got something to do with the performing or visual arts, then you can contact Grace, you can contact the Hub, yes. and you can contact the Fulmer Library. Yes, absolutely. And give suggestions. I think this class will be successful. Grace, Aaron, thank you both so much for coming thank in you. and speaking oh, Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. And uh, Happy New Year, my friends. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. Enjoy your quilting. I'm going to give her a try. I'm going <laughs> to give her a try. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE 103.9 FM. Shared. Adventures. Make this year the start of your homeownership adventure with First Federal Bank and Trust. Our local team will guide you through the home loan process from start to finish. Explore our online tools 24-7 from customizable financial calculators to daily mortgage rates. Call us or stop by our home loan center to get pre-qualified or apply online today at efirstfederal.bank. At First Federal Bank and Trust, we're making home happen in Sheridan. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. 
Are you looking for what could be one of the best employment opportunities available today? Decker Coal is currently hiring mobile equipment operators. These are day shift positions with excellent benefits you could expect from an established company like Decker Coal. Experience is preferred, but they will train the right person. Are you interested in joining the team? Stop by the Sheridan Workforce Center and fill out an application. Decker Coal Company is an equal opportunity employer. If you're a Sheridan City resident, now's the time to sign up to receive critical emergency alerts from the city on your cell phone. Get information on severe weather, snow removal parking requirements, service outages, and more. The city's goal is for every city resident to sign up and receive these time-sensitive notifications, and now's the best time to do it. For more information and to sign up, scan the QR code in this week's Country Bounty or click the link on SheridanMedia.com. As we begin the new year, each of us at Shared Memorial Hospital extends this message of gratitude. We know providing health care is sometimes complex, but caring for each of you and your loved ones is why we are here. Thank you for allowing us to serve you. This is Ada Curvin from the Hospital Foundation letting you know we truly appreciate your efforts to stay healthy and safe. Your health care team at Shared Memorial Hospital is here to help you navigate and receive the care you need when you need it most. Our sincere wishes for a happy, healthy new year. Sheridan Media's digital director, Julie Chadwick, has been named one of the top 20 digital directors in the country by Radio Inc. Magazine. But what does that mean for our advertisers? It means we have a digital division that's one of the best in the country right here in Sheridan. If you're looking to expand your digital budget or ready to make a change, let's talk about moving the needle with your marketing. Absolutely. Our plans are designed for small or large companies tailored to your goals and objectives. We can do short-term, long-term, even event marketing and we can pivot if we aren't seeing the results the best approach is always multimedia but let's see what fits your budget we're not about numbers we're about results your success is our priority give us an opportunity to show you how we've become one of the top 20 in the country call shared media let's chat about how we can tailor a marketing strategy that includes digital and helps you reach your business goals email sales at shared or call 672-7421 